So, uh, but I, I do want to speak to you today in First um, Corinthians chapter ten, verses twelve through thirteen. We're living in in uh, cr- crazy times. How many know that the world's crazier than it's ever been? And it's easy to get discouraged by that, but I I want to encourage you today because God is up to something and God is doing something and I want to be a part of it, don't you? How many know that God's still on his throne? How many know that God is still sovereign? And nothing happens unless the Lord lets it happen, all right? So I, I want to encourage you today. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 12 through 13, it says this. Uh, Therefore, let anyone who thinks that he stands take heed lest he fall. And what that verse is saying right there is don't be so prideful to think that you cannot fall into temptation. How many know that, that we can all be tempted? Amen. Verse 13, no temptation. Everyone say no. Has overtaken you that is not common to man. Everyone say this. God is faithful. Amen. And he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability, but with the temptation, he will also provide, everyone say, the way of escape. Boy, that's good stuff right there. That you may be able to endure it. Everyone say, endure it. All right. And so I want to speak to you on this this simple subject of the way out. Everyone say, the way out. All right, bow your heads with me. Lord, I thank you for this day. God, I thank you for the presence that I feel in this house. God, I am so grateful to be here. I'm so humbled, Lord, to be, Lord, a mouthpiece for you. God, I pray, Lord, that you would just use me how you see fit. God, anoint my words today. God, anoint me, God, as I speak. God, I pray, Lord, that you begin to soften hearts, change lives today. God, may you get the glory. God, may someone come to know you today. May someone be delivered today. Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray it. Everyone said. Amen. Last Monday, uh, while while we were gone, we visited in Ireland, in the north part of Ireland, this place called Giants Causeway. Anybody ever heard of Giants Causeway? Uh, you can look it up. It's a really neat uh, piece of uh, these hexagon-shaped rocks that come up out of the ocean. It, it's amazing, and it's a it's a it's a world heritage site. And and as I was leaving the restroom, or as they would say in Ireland, the toilets. All right. As I was leaving the restroom, I'm gonna have a lot of restroom stories today. Just FYI. Just brace yourself. Not in a bad way. But as I was leaving the restroom, uh, I walked around the corner, and I saw up on the wall uh, this sign, and the Holy Spirit stopped me dead in my tracks there in Northern Ireland as I'm just enjoying my vacation, stopped me dead in my tracks and began to speak in me in that moment. And this sign was a very simple sign, and it was an arrow, and it said, it read, the, it read way out, and this is that sign right here that I saw. You say, well, that's not really that big of a deal, but the Holy Spirit stopped me in that moment and said, TJ, the world is looking for a way out. He begins to just speak to me right there in that moment, and God speaks to me in the most, uh, the, the craziest ways. Uh, the sign simply just had that arrow, and it said way out. Everyone say way out, and thank you. I'm glad to have the kids here today. And, and it's amazing to me, there was no, as long as you can read that sign in English, you, you know that is the way that you have to get out of the facility, and that's the way you go. And so, and the Holy Spirit reminded me that there in that moment that many people are struggling with sin, 
Many people are struggling with bondages, with substances, and with carnality, with anxiety and fear. But there is still only one way out, and that's Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Come on. You ought to give the Lord a hand clap of praise. And I felt burden in that moment, and and as I just sit there, the Holy Spirit just put this burden. And for the week, man, I just kept going back to that sign, going back to that sign, and the Holy Spirit speaks to the way out. And and, and notice uh, it doesn't say a way out, but how many know it says a way out, the way out, and Jesus is the only way out of all circumstances. Amen? Amen? I'm not convinced that you that you understand that that Jesus is the way out. Amen. Say, well, what what are you talking about, Pastor? The way out of what? The way out uh, of temptation. Everyone say temptation. How many have ever been tempted in the house? How many have ever been tempted to steal? Verse says this. There we are. It says this. No, everyone say no, temptation has overtaken you. That is not common to man. Temptation here, let me give you a definition for that, is this. Anything that promises satisfaction at the cost of obedience to God. Let me say that again for everybody in the balcony. Anything that promises satisfaction at the cost of obedience to God. God, things that tempt you and, and try to pull you into a, a place that, that, that you don't need to be. Come on, how many know what I'm talking about? Amen. So the Greek word here for temptation, uh, it is interchangeable depending on who's rendering it and, and how it is, but it can be tempted, it can be uh, temptation, it can be a trial, it could be a test. They're all interchangeable in the New Testament. You see them different times, all being used. And it just depends on the, the, the translator's choice. To be tempted is not a sin, all right? Let me say that again. To be tempted is not a sin, right? To submit to temptation, that is, that is to not be in obedience to the Lord, is sin. All right, it's quiet in here. Can I get an amen on that? Amen. It's not a sin to be tempted. It's a sin to fall to temptation, all right, and, 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 and that scripture says that is not common to man. In other words, we're all tempted in different ways. We all have different things that tempt us. Some are tempted by alcohol. Some are tempted by lust. Some are tempted by greed or money or power, a.k.a. the United States government. Come on, somebody. All right, all right, I won't get there. Uh, I won't talk about that. But I, I, I'm not tempted. Here's some things that I'm not tempted by. You know what? If you want to help me in any way, if you say, hey, pastor, I am going to make you, and you put an eggplant in front of me, I will not be tempted to eat that eggplant. How many people like eggplant? If you put a big, fat tomato in front of me, pastor don't like tomatoes, I will skip on it. I will not be tempted by that tomato. But let me tell you something. If you put a tiramisu in front of me, if you put a cupcake in front of me, come on, how many know what I'm talking about? If you put a cookie in front of me, if you put bread pudding in front of me, whoo, I felt the anointing on that one. There is a temptation with pastor that will go to that, and you, and you, you get what I'm talking about. I, I likely will succumb to something sweet, but, man, I can skip on eggplant. I can skip on tomatoes. Come on. 
Come on, how many know what I'm talking about? I know, I know food is, is not a sin unless you overindulge, but, but you get the point that I'm trying to make. Sin is like that. Some of us struggle with certain temptations. I'll give you a few right here. This is not an exhaustive list, but this is a list. All right? How about some of us, maybe uh, it may be overeating. It may be addicted to sugar. It may be overspending. Come on, somebody. QVC, let's talk. Right? It may be a substance that you are that has you controlled that you have to constantly go back to over and, and over and over. It may be the lust of your flesh that leads you and that makes you uh, do things that you should not do. It may be the spirit of criticism. Now, come on, somebody. That leads and guides you, and, and you always got to have a critical word about certain things. It may be pride. Come on, nobody wants to talk about, you know, it's so hard to be humble, right? Amen. We say those things, Lord, it's so hard to be humble. But, but pride may be those things. I and mean, I want to give you this. Here's five stages of temptation, all right? You could write these down real fast. I'm going to do these fast, I promise. Number one is this. There's the temptation, and temptation always starts with a thought. I could, I might, I, I, I could do this. And that thought begins to resonate in our mind, right? And we start to think on those things, and it begins to rest in our mind. And then it goes a little bit further to our imagination. It goes a little bit deeper into ourselves. It's not just a thought, but now I'm daydreaming about this thing, this temptation in my mind. And then, then the next step, number three, is moving towards sin. So I've thought about it, I've imagined it, and now I'm on the brink of, hey, I am physically going to do this thing. Here's number four right here. Then we act on the sin or we act out the sin, whatever that sin or that vice is. And then the fifth thing, are you ready for this, is death. Everyone say death. All right. Sin always leads to death. Romans 6.23, it tells us that, that the wages of sin is death. But I love the flip side of that, but the free gift of God uh, is salvation and eternal life. Amen. How many know that God has made a way? Amen. But our job as believers is not to be led into tem temptation, but to learn to resist it. Everyone say resist it. Resist it. Amen. Like Jesus. How many know that Jesus was perfect? You know Jesus was tempted. You know Jesus was tempted at all points is what, is what the scripture tells us. Hebrews 4.15 tells us the high priest uh, 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 of ours, talking about Jesus, understands our weakness for he faced all the same testings, temptations, trials we do, yet he did not sin. How many know that God can help you in the time of trouble, amen? Some of you say, well, that was Jesus, you know. But, but here's the thing. He was tested by the same things that you were tested by in your life. I'll give you a good, I found this super interesting. In, in Christ Cathedral in Dublin, Ireland, and this this cathedral that me and Tristan got to tour, it's a church that was founded and it was built in, in 1030 AD. How many know that's a long time ago? 
that's a little bit older than our church, but it's been there that long. And it, it had beautiful stained glass, and it had Roman and Victorian architecture, and it, it had all these old cups and relics from the 1400s and 1600s and, and, and that we were looking at and all these different things, and it was cool. And the church had to be renovated in the 1800s due to a wall that had collapsed in that cathedral. It was, it was beautiful and neat to see. You could see the wall. It bowed out a little bit uh, after they had fixed it and renovated it. But, but it, I, we saw this, this last thing right before we were leaving, before we went to the, the gift shop to look at some stuff. Um, there was one little thing, and it caught my attention. Uh, and, and, and it said this, in the, in the renovation, something interesting was really found. Two of the cathedral's most famous residents are the mummified cat and rat. You have that picture? Look at that. That's a cat and a rat. I'm not showing you that to gross you out, but, but I'm showing you that to, to make a point here. Check this out. They were discovered, check this out, they were discovered trapped inside the organ when it was dismantled and moved during the restoration in 1870. Isn't that crazy? And they probably got stuck after a chase happened around the cathedral in which the rat dived into the organ and, and, and tried to escape the cat. And the cat, being tempted, come on, jumped into the organ in which they both got stuck and they both died and were preserved and mummified over time. And that's crazy, isn't it? How many how, kids, how many know that that's crazy, right? That's crazy stuff right there. So, but this is like us. We're like that cat when it comes to temptation, uh, the temptation of the rats. Come on. The rat of pride, the rat of sin, the rat of lust. And we are chasing these temptations. And can I tell you something, what those temptations will do? They will take us to a place, come on, that will get you stuck, that will get you bound, that will get you where, to a place where you feel like there is no way out. And in this case, the cat had no way out and was death. How many know that sin leads to death all the time, every time? Oh, man. So quickly, let's, let's look at this passage and let's find three applications to help us in time of trouble, testing, and temptation. It's interesting to me. I mean, the Lord was just speaking to me all week all over Dublin. You're going to hear all kinds of, I mean, Ireland, you're going to hear all kinds of stories about that. How many, here's number one right here. This is what I know about the scripture. 1 Corinthians 10, 13 says, God is faithful. Everyone say, God is faithful. Do you believe that? Come on, do you really believe that? God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. Some of you think, Lord, I don't have that ability. And God says, sure enough, you do. But God is faithful. The, the uh, King James says, but God is faithful. I love when I see scripture that says, but God. Amen. But God, hey, I'm, I, there may be tempted, but God is faithful. I, I love that. So uh, 2 Timothy 2.13 says this. It says, if we are unfaithful, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny who he is. Let me read that again. If we are unfaithful, he remains what? Woo. Because he cannot deny who he is. He is. Let me give you a good example of that. Abraham, the father of faith, was given a promise. And we know this, right? And he was given that promise that he would have a son. And he and Sarah laughed at the Lord. She's like, ah. 
ah, I'm old. I am, I am not, not going to be able to have a child. I love what, what Dr. Gary Johnson said last year. He said, imagine being Sarah and going and buying Pampers and Depends at the same time. Because she was 90 years old, I, I thought that was comical. But, but God had made a promise to them that they were going to have a son. And how many know that we get in a hurry? And that's what happened with Sarah and Abraham. God, you said this was going to happen. And how many know that, that, that God is not in a hurry? He's not in a hurry. We're in a hurry. He's never in a hurry. And, but, but he's seldom early, but he is never late, but he is always right on time. How many can, can attest to that and say, Pastor, God has been right on time every time in my life. Amen. Abraham and Sarah, they, they tried to rush God's promise. And even after uh, messing up terribly, check this out. God is still faithful to Abraham and Sarah and still gave them the promise after they were unfaithful to what he told them. Amen. I love that. See, when, when you and I blow it, we fall to temptation. When we're not faithful to God, you know what 1 John tells us? 1 John 1, 9 says this, if we confess our sins, he is faithful. God is faithful. And he is just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Everyone say, God is faithful. God is faithful to forgive you and wash you white as snow. You know, and here's another verse right here. 2 Thessalonians 3, 3 says, but the Lord is faithful. Everyone say, Faithful. He will establish you and guard you against the evil one. God will establish and guard your heart. If you are being tempted, remember that God is faithful. Everyone look at your neighbor and say, God is faithful. Amen. He will not, he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. I like this. Lisa uh, Turker said this. She said, God's promises are always perfect match for, God, for our problems. God's promises are a perfect match for our problems. How many know that God's promises are yes? God's promises are amen. Amen? Amen. That's good. God was faithful to Samson even though he was unfaithful to the Lord. Amen? God was faithful to Jonah even though he went the opposite way and was unfaithful to the Lord. God was faithful to him. God was faithful to Peter after he denied Jesus. And how many can say, hey, God's been faithful to me when I've been at my worst. He was always faithful to me. Amen. And what I'm trying to convey you today is that God is faithful to us even when we're not at our best. God is faithful. Not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But he always makes a way out. Amen. You know, Jesus being, he was tempted by Satan after he was baptized. He went to the wilderness and for 40 days he's out there fasting and he's praying. And in that time, the, 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 the devil comes and tempts him. And you guys think, boy, your temptation's hard. A lot of us deal with the, the flesh temptation. But imagine having the devil come and tempt you. And Jesus, while he's out there, the, three times the devil tries to tempt him to turn, he, you know, tries to get him to turn some stones into bread because he's hungry. And Jesus defends his, himself with the word of God, right? And then he takes him to the top of the, uh, uh, the temple and he says, you know, cast yourself down. And, and then Jesus quotes Psalm 91, and he's, you know, and, and he quotes the whole thing. It's, and then, then he takes him and says, I'll give you all these kingdoms. And three times Jesus uses the word of God. How many know that the word of God is powerful in our life? And if you're going to fight temptation in your life, it will take you knowing, quoting, praying the word of God. Amen. How many know God is faithful when we are not? 
All right, here's point two, the way out. Everyone say the way out. All right, this is interesting, and I'm going to tell on myself a little bit. I told you I had another bathroom story. On Thursday, I was, I was in Philadelphia. We had landed and after our flight, and I had went to the restroom. I told you I had a lot of restroom stories. And, and, and I was leaving the men's restroom, and I was tired, and I was looking down, and I really wasn't paying that much attention. Come on, how many know you kind of go through the motions? And I'm down, and, and I see this woman, and I see her walking with her suitcase, not really paying attention. And I look at her. She's walking with authority, and I'm just in that zone. And I look at her, and I thought, this woman knows where she's going, so I'm going to follow her out to the walkway. And, I, and I'm, I'm just zoned out like a robot walking along, just going along the way. And I'm following her, and I follow her, and I walk through a door. And I take about three steps in, and I realize that I am in the ladies' restroom with her. No lie. And she probably thought, get out of here, jerk. And I was like, oh, and I turned around and I walk out of the women's restroom, and there's two guys sitting there laughing at me. And they were like, we were wondering if you were gonna go in there or not. And I said, I didn't mean to. And so then I walked back to Tristan, and she, she wasn't even there. And I walked back to Tristan, and I'm, she's sitting there, and I sit down beside her. And I said, i got to tell you what happened. And I'm crying trying to tell her this story. I said, I followed that lady right into the bathroom. I thought she knew the way out. She was taking me down the wrong path. Listen, I can't make this stuff up in my life. You ought to follow me for one day. You'd be surprised the shenanigans I get myself into. I just laughed and laughed, and I was just laughing there with Tristan in tears. And uh, I'm sure the people there at the, at the little place where we were, we were sitting, they probably thought, this guy is crazy. But I, I was tired too, so that, that helped. So 1 Corinthians 10, 13, the, se- the second part of that verse says, but with temptation, he will also provide the way of escape. Everyone say, the way. Whew, this is where it gets good. Some trans, uh, translations render this as a way, but in the Greek, that a is not there. It's not in the Greek. As a matter of fact, it, it, would, it wouldn't even be there. And so the ideal is not Jesus is a way, but Jesus is the way. Amen? What is the way? I tell you, I tell you what, I, I thought about this. I thought, man, how do I portray this? And I thought, you know what, I'm going to let uh, the Apostle John tell you what the way is because he's the best at it. Honestly, uh, John 1.1 1, 1 says this, and John put it like this, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, all things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and in that life uh, was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, come on somebody, and the darkness has not overcome it. Amen? Woo! Jesus is the way. He is the way out of, of, of not just solutions or series of events or 12 step, 12, 12 step program. The way is a person. Amen. The person is Jesus Christ who came. He, he was flesh. 
He would come in flesh and he would die on a tree for my iniquities, for my sins, for your sins. He would go down into a tomb and three days later he would, he would raise up victorious over death, hell, and the grave and sin forever. He is the way. Amen. Amen. He is the way. John would say it in John 14, 6. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. No man comes to the Father but through him. How many will stand with me today and say that Jesus Christ is the only way? He is is the way. Come on. He is the way. Amen. When I was dead in my trespasses and sins, Jesus was already the way and the answer. That's what I love about Jesus is he's always been the answer. There's an old song uh, that Andre Crouch wrote, and this song was just resonated in my heart. And man, Larry will appreciate this. Larry Bryant will appreciate this. And it just simply goes like this Jesus is the answer for the world today. Above him, there's no other. Jesus is the way. Come on, amen. How many know that Jesus is still the answer? Amen. How many know that Jesus is still the answer? He is not a answer. He is the answer to all the life's circumstances. You know, a lot of us are like robots, like I was, following this lady into the bathroom. We're like robots to our bondages. Where, where are you taking me? I'll just follow you blindly. I'll just let you lead me. And we're just following the devil's temptations only to be hurt. Come on. Some of you are dealing with depression because you're following temptations and falling to temptations and you're, you're dealing with feelings of sorrow and transgressions. But can I tell you this? God has made a way out. Amen. And Jesus is the door of escape from any temptation. Hebrews 2.18 says this. For because he himself has suffered when tempted, talking about Jesus, he is able to help those who are being tempted. You know what that tells me? That Jesus is the answer to any temptation. Listen, you say, I, I, this is only something that I have had to deal with. That's not true. That's not so. Jesus was tempted, and, and, but, he, but he can help you. How many know that Jesus can help you? Amen. Amen. I'm going to ask the worship team, team to come. Not only does he, does he make the way of escape, but he helps us to endure. Everyone say, endure it. Say, Pastor, that's what I'm doing with this sermon right now. I'm enduring this thing. Me too. 1 Corinthians 10, 13, the last part of that verse says, that you may be able to what? Endure it. That you may be able to what? That you may be able to what? Do you know what endure it means? That means that you're going to fight. That means that you're going to stand. That means you're not going to take no, nothing from nobody. You're going to stand. You're going to be like Popeye. I've had enough and I can't stand no more, right? Every temptation, listen to this. Every temptation is an invitation to depend on Christ. Let me say that again. Every temptation that you face is an invitation for you to depend on Jesus Christ. Sometimes, sometimes, man, there's just circumstances. Sometimes you just got to fight your way out. Amen. You ever been in a circumstance where you had to fight your way out? Listen, you should not fight, children. You should not fight. 
But there are some circumstances where your back is to the wall, where you have to stand your ground. Amen. Look at this. James 4, 7 says this. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. I love this verse. You can find this verse in my office. It's, hanging, it's a big picture. It's my favorite verse in the Bible, James 4, 7 and 4, 8. My favorite verse in the Bible because it's been my life verse when I was a teenager. And, and different times in my life where I was struggling with bondages and struggling with, with things that I was struggling with in my life. I use this verse because it's powerful. How many know that the, the word of God is powerful? How many know that it will help you stand in the time of trouble? It will help you endure. Come on. It will help you fight the good fight. Amen. James 4, 7 says, submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil. I want to say resist. And he will flee from you. I like this. Submit to God. You know, when we think about submitting to God, a lot of us don't like that because that means that we give him authority. And us Americans, we struggle with that, don't we? I'm going to give this over to you, Lord. I'm going to let you be sovereign. I'm going to let you rule this over my life. Jesus is the perfect example of submission because he was perfectly submitted to his father. You remember in the garden, he was, he was struggling there a little bit, and he prayed that prayer. Lord, if, if this cup, man, can pass from me, is there, if there's any way, there he is. He's, he knows what's about to happen. If this cup can pass from me, Lord, if there's any way. And then he says this great statement, nevertheless, hmm, not my will, but thy will be done. You know what that is? Full submission to the Father's plan. And in your life, listen, you're dealing with temptation, you're dealing with struggles, you're dealing with bondages in your life. Let me, let me ask you this, what have you not submitted to the Father? What have you not given over to the Father? Well, this is my little pet sin that I like to do over here that, 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 that I, I do. It's just, you know, nobody, it's not bothering anybody. It's not, listen, you got to be submitted to him. And I, what I love about Jesus, he makes that statement, nevertheless, Jesus always did the more. He never did the less. Always the more. He always did the greater thing. He submitted to his Father's plan. And listen, because he did that, guess what? I can walk free today. I can walk free from bondages because who the Son has set free is what? Free indeed. Hmm. See, what happens when we submit, we come under the authority. Uh, and the, the, that word submit, it means to arrange like, like soldiers do. And there's a commanding officer that's telling those soldiers, hey, do this. And, you know, bow face, stand at attention. He's telling them. To, and that's what we do. We come under God's authority and he begins to lead us and guide us. And when we're honest with God, here's the thing. A lot of us don't want to be honest. We don't want to admit, I have failures, that I have temptations, that I have mistakes. That's the hardest thing. I think we have so much pride in our lives. If we would just say, God, take out every ounce of pride in my life because I would rather surrender to you. I would rather just, just submit to you, Lord, than carry this burden. Come on. I don't know who I'm speaking to today. But when we submit to the Lord, you know what happens when we submit to the Lord? It kills pride in our heart. It's not about me. It's not about what I want. It's about what God wants in my life. Here's the second thing. Resist the devil. Everyone say resist. Can I tell you this? God's truth is the perfect protection against the enemy. Jesus used it. 
against the devil. He spoke the word of God. It's, it's a perfect, it's the perfect weapon of protection against the enemy. And one of the best ways to, to resist temptation, honestly, is to eliminate whatever the temptation is whenever you can. Some of you need to get some accountability on your internet. Oh, pastor, you're getting real now. I know, I know we got kids in here. I'm going to be careful. Some of you need to get some accountability of what you're putting into your body. Say, oh, but, I, you know, I have liberties. All, you know, the, I know the Bible says you have these liberties and these things like this, but not all things are profitable is what Paul says. Not all things are good. Not all things are great. Let me tell you something. I deal with people all the time that are addicted to substances and, and things like that. And listen, God wants you freed from that. Proverbs 4, 14 and 15 says, do not enter the path of the wicked and do not walk in the way of the evil. Verse 15 says this, avoid it. Say it, avoid it. Man, that's how you resist. Avoid it. I'm not even going to put myself in that circumstance or that situation. Do not go on it. Turn away from it and pass on. No, not doing it. You know, I, I, the, one of the greatest examples of this is, is, is Joseph in the Bible. Potiphar's wife, she saw him. She thought he was good looking. She was all about him. And what did he do? She tried to seduce him. And what did he do? He ran. He ran. He resisted. He went the other way. He said, I'm not going down that way. I don't care what the price is. And you know what? It ended up sending him to jail. He didn't coddle his sin. He didn't let it be there. And he knew that it was fire and that it would burn him. Amen. He submitted to following God and he resisted that temptation in that moment. And he endured. Everyone say endure. To endure, we must. Number one, submit to God with our whole heart, resist the devil, run from temptation. I'm, I'm just get real with you today. Is that okay? Is that okay? I don't know any other way to be with anybody, but be, just be real with you. This is a rhetorical question. You don't have to answer this, but what's what's been tempting you? What have you not submitted to the Lord? What have you submitted to that is sin or temptation rather than being obedient to God? Is it, is it lust? Is it substance? Is it pride? See, I think some of us listen and say, why are you preaching a sermon like this? Because time is short. And I love you enough to speak the truth to you. And I love you enough to, to preach hard truth to you. I don't have time to coddle your feelings, but I love you. I love you enough to tell you the truth. Some of us have been like the cat, Christ's cathedral, chasing the rat of sin and temptation. You feel like that you are trapped. You feel like that you're stuck. You feel like that the devil's got you right where you are. Can I tell you something? Because of Jesus' price on the cross and what he did at Calvary, Jesus made a way out of bondage. Jesus made a way out of sin. Amen? And what I love about the Lord is this. God is always faithful when we are not. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. 
Thank you, Lord, for loving me when I am at my worst. Thank you, Lord, for being gracious to me when I am not my best. Thank you, Lord, for showing me mercy when I don't deserve it. Lord, you have been faithful. Amen. Jesus is the way. The word of God. Listen, the word of God will help you fight your temptations. There's things in here. Read Proverbs. Man, it will give you a wealth of things to help you in your spiritual walk. How many know that Jesus is the way? Romans 10.9 says this, that if we confess uh, 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 that Jesus is Lord and, and believe in our hearts that, that Christ was raised from the dead, that we would be saved. That's the, that's the beauty of it. It's as simple as that. The way out is as simple as believing and confessing that Christ is Lord and inviting him to, to have a relationship with you, a relationship. He wants a relationship with you. Listen, sin separated us from God. Jesus brought us back into fellowship. Amen. Maybe you're tired of fighting and, and uh, of enduring. Maybe you're here. You say, hey, everything's good. But, man, I have been in the fight of my life. And I am tired and I am weary. And I don't know. I just need God to just, just, just strengthen me. I want to remind you and I want to encourage you. Fight. Fight. Submit to God rather than temptation. Resist the vices. Turn away from those things and let them go. Can I tell you this as I close? The way out, listen, the way out is Jesus. Always has been, always will be. I'm thankful for 12-step programs. The way out is Jesus Christ. Always have been. Always will be. I'm thankful for, for things uh, that we have in place to help people with mental health. The way out is Jesus Christ always has been and always will be. Do you believe that in your heart? Amen. Do you believe that in your heart? Will you bow your heads with me all across this building? If you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior, I want to give you an invitation to know him.